I'd love to welcome everyone today to our Beyond Battle Creek podcast. My name's Kurt, and uh, I'm joined here with... Yes, Matt Ward here, man. It's so good to join you today. Uh, first podcast I've ever done, so yep. this is going to be a fantastic. Second one for me, so <laughs> hopefully we don't mess it up. <laughs> yeah, it, I don't know how probable it is that we won't mess it up, but it'll be a great time no yeah. matter what. So Matt, uh, not everyone who is watching uh, or listening uh, knows what you do here. Explain to us a little bit about what you do. Yeah, um, so I've been here on staff for three and a half years. Uh, coming up uh, this year, I can't believe it'll be four years I've been here. And I uh, started out as the campus pastor at Midtown and loved that there, was there for two and a half years. And um, over that time, God was just really uh, stirring in me. Um, one, I fell in love with this church. God used that time to just really just weld me here. And mm-hmm. uh, the mission that we're a part of is, is amazing, how Pastor Alex leads and preaches. Um but then I felt this longing for a next level of, of leadership, not for me, just because I felt that it was in me to give back to the Lord. And so it's really neat to see how the Lord worked it out. Um, moved into the role of director of multi-site, which is what I do now. And I get to work with all six of our area campus pastors and their staffs. And uh, it, is, it is awesome to have the seat that I have to see what happens in each of our locations. They're so unique, but they're so uh, similar in, you know, because of who we are as Battle Creek Church. And so, um, yeah, what I do is very unique. It's kind of hard to even um, say the day-to-day of what I do because it's so different. Um, Plus, I've been in the role of interim campus pastor at a couple of our campuses during that time as well. So you've had multiple jobs. I've had multiple jobs. Man, you Uh, sound lazy. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So that has been uh, a challenge to really dive in and do multi-site with excellence. But that's what I do. I'm the director of multi-site, so I work with our campus pastors and our campus teams. Now, when you started out in ministry, you didn't start out there. No. Tell me about like, because I know that you and I have some similar backgrounds that used to be in worship and some other stuff. Tell us about that. Yeah. So, um, you know, worship was a big part of what I did when I first started. So I've been in the role of executive pastor and worship pastor, which is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. You know, not a lot of people do that. Um, and uh, and so in, in the places where I've gotten to serve before, it was in the role of executive pastor and in the role of worship pastor. And That's so, cool. um, yeah, they've not asked me to lead worship here at Battle Creek Church. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, you are you have a wife. I do. Tell us about your family and in that. Yeah, so uh, my wife Sarah, my best friend, we've been married for almost 17 years, which is just crazy how time flies. Um, we are now to the point where we've known each other and been together longer than we were ever apart. And so we've reached that that milestone where uh, we're in the in the positive ground now of we've been together longer than we were ever apart. Um, so yeah, 17 years married coming up this June. And apparently she's an incredible baker. You were telling me right before we started. Yes. She, she's amazing at everything she does. She really is. Uh, but she can cook, man. I mean, she's so good. Um, doesn't use recipes very much, just Mm -hmm. super creative. Um, and then I've got Alyssa, who's my oldest daughter. She is going into high school. I mean, she'll be in ninth grade, Mm. uh, this next year. And Bella's our youngest. She'll be going into middle school. And so I'm looking at, how do I have uh, a high school or a middle school or going into school next year? I don't feel like I should be that old. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I know for me, uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name's Kurt and I, uh, am in a season of changing some of my roles. Yeah, man. Uh, I used to formerly be a worship pastor and, uh, have, uh, done that for most of my life. And, um, when I came here, 
uh, about 18 months ago, I came on as experience lead. And in the last uh, week or so, we've started a, a slight transition and role where uh, I'll be a part of the executive team. I'm not sure exactly what my uh, title will be yet, but I know I'll be overseeing uh, multiple different areas of ministry uh, from campus pastors and next gen to uh, worship and creative and community groups. And I know that you and I are going to get a chance to work together, which is yes. awesome. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, I cannot wait. It's um, going to be so great, Kurt. Yeah, it's going to be fun. You know, I uh, recently... Um, uh, is is I was just thinking about how your wife is great at baking. Uh, my wife is great at cooking, okay, but baking is not her strongest <laughs> suit. Uh, so I was like getting a little jealous when I was hearing about some of those those breads that your wife yes. was making and stuff. Uh. But uh, you know, um, my wife and I we've been married uh, now for 21 years. Wow. Uh, we have four kids. Uh, we have uh, three girls and one boy. And uh, even just this last week, you know, I've been thinking about some of the things we've been doing now since we've been in quarantine. Uh, I brought my daughter here into the church parking lot and teaching her how to. <laughs> To park the car, which is way more complex than I remember it being, but uh, yeah, being the teacher and not the one behind the wheel. Yeah, yeah I, I, oh. And yeah. then when I got out of the car and I said, "Hey, why don't you go ahead and try and pull in some of these spots?" And I'm gonna stand here acting like another car. <laughs> I can't even tell you how many times I got hit. But it's was all this good. late at night or during the day? It was late at night. Actually, okay. <laughs> what's funny is there was this this voiceover thing that came over our the camera system we have at the church that said, um, "For your safety, the police have been." Um, uh, called to make sure that everything's okay or something like that. So I was like, Grace, let's roll out of here. Yeah. So it's a good morning for all those people who want to use the parking lot for other reasons yes. that, Hey, we've got eyes on you. Absolutely. So I know that this, like this quarantine thing is like totally kind of changed life the way we know. know for sure. It. Matt, what kinds of new things, uh, and new rhythms have you guys been incorporating in your lives and what kinds of things have you guys been moving away from? Yeah. Man, I think the first thing that just jumps out at me is our morning prayer times as a staff. I mean, that rhythm, Kurt, has been such a fantastic way to start the day. So you wake up, have your time in the Word, and then you hop on a Zoom call, which is now our new normal. Yeah. Um, but getting to see the faces of our staff team and hearing their prayer requests and what God's doing and what He spoke to them that morning in His mm -hmm. Word, um, us feeding each other. Uh, and then praying for each other, man, that is that is a rhythm that I have just loved, and um, and so f that's a personal thing that I've seen. Um, just with our family, schoolwork at home is difficult, especially when you've got kids that have different learning styles. We are grateful for teachers. Aren't yes, we? amen, man. <laughs> and so, like when I that rhythm of trying to help the girls navigate uh, a heavy workload with their schooling, um, but still like have fun and enjoy your day and figure out how do we incorporate breaks into, into their days has, has been challenging, but good. Um, and I'll tell you, working from home has been, uh, just refreshing for me because when, you know, when we're here and we're busy and we're going, 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 like there's a lot of times that I'll have missed calls from a lot of people. Sometimes it's my wife, sometimes it's my kids. And to be able to be done with a meeting and walk in and be like, how are you? How are you doing? Do you need any help? Can I help you with your math? Like, just that proximity to them, even though it's not a lot of time during the day because it's still busy. Just that proximity has been fantastic. Mm -hmm. And then just time as a family, walking, riding bikes, going fishing, mm -hmm. name a thing. Those that margin that we've got, even though the hours I'm working are still really high, mm -hmm. um, just because it's good things. There's so many good things that are happening. Having that proximity to my family to have a quick break yeah. uh, to be with them 
has been good for for us. But man, what about you? What are the things that you're seeing <laughs> yeah. that you're like, hey, I definitely love this that we're we're yeah. hopping into. I think one of the things I love is uh, well, recently my mom and my stepdad moved to town yes. and moved in directly across the street from us. So our driveways back into one another, which is <laughs> that's awesome. most people think that's like an episode of Everybody Loves Raymond, but uh, which I've never watched, but that's what I've been told. Okay, uh, but the good news is for us, uh, it's been awesome having them right behind us uh, or right beside us, and uh, within that, every day we've been taking a walk. We call it the two o'clock walk. Okay, um, and so we'll just take you know forty five minutes to an hour. Uh, just to get out of the house, get the kids out of the house, uh, uh, get my mom to walk along with us. And just the conversations that we're having, the, the amount of uh, relationship and depth um, has been really, really, it's been good. I think the other thing I've enjoyed is uh, really spending time individually with each of my kids. Yes. Uh, of course, like you, I've been working tons of hours. Um, but on the flip side of that, those break moments where I've been able at night to watch a movie with my son yeah, or I've been able to, uh, wrestle, uh, with my little girls and, and, uh, tell each other stories and just watch their creativity. And honestly, some of the stuff that I miss during the day being at a workplace, getting to see that firsthand has been amazing. Yeah. Also huge respect to my wife and to oh, your wife goodness, being yes. teachers and uh. navigating the kids' schoolwork. And for all the moms or dads who are at home right now helping their kids, man, much respect to you because that's not an easy job. No. And teachers, <laughs> we love you and yes, we miss you. And we miss you so We can't much. wait for summer to be over and for COVID-19 to be gone. But yes, um, yeah, so I think it's been awesome for us just to have that, that focused family time mm-hmm. and, um, uh, and also then to uh, one, one new thing actually that kind of happened in the last couple months was uh, there was a girl in my daughter's high school who uh, who was from Germany and she was an exchange student and for some reason her exchange family had to to move away and okay. so she was kind of like in limbo and so one of the cool things that my family has gotten to do and actually happened right before. The, this COVID-19 crisis hit was we were able to invite this German exchange student to come live at our home. And so we got wow. a chance to minister to her, uh, to love on her, to bring her into our family. And that was a really cool opportunity for, for my kids to be uh, the light of Jesus to someone who maybe has not yet crossed that faith line yet. But yeah. for, for my kids and my family, for them to see um, what a Christ-centered uh, family looks like. And for us just to show that love and to kind of rescue her out of a, uh, a difficult situation of being here, right. uh, being far from home and not having a place to call home. And so that was a really cool thing for our family. It was something that really uh, solidified us and unified us and gave us a chance to uh, actually be self-sacrificial and servant-hearted towards this girl. So that was a, that was a really fun thing for my family to do together. That's awesome, man. What about wor- what about worship on Sunday mornings? Yeah, like I know for our family, whenever we we you know we work some services, right? As as staff, we yeah. work some services. But when we're able to sit with our family, like another thing that I would add to this is being able to sit and and engage in worship and open our Bibles together, and then have the time to have our discussion questions, talk about the pa- the passage or the point that Pastor Alex is talking about. That has been an amazing rhythm that I would, I def, I just want to add that that yeah. God has done amazing things in our family through that time. Yeah. I think it, worshiping when you're creating services or you're singing on stage or preaching on stage, it's different in an empty yes. room. But when you get to experience it at home with your family, I got to say the discussion questions that we've had in the middle of the messages has really been great because even my five-year-old 
is sharing her thoughts on what we're talking about. It's amazing. And then as we had that exchange student there, we're talking yes. about faith stuff uh, with her in the room and she's watching the services with us and worshiping along with us. I, I think it was, it's been an awesome thing to be able that we live in this day and age where we have technology, where we were able to do that. I feel like God, like he foresaw what was coming. Yes. And creativity and innovation got us to the place through his inspiration mm -hmm. where we could still do church while being separated from one another. I mean, that's an amazing thing. That's right, man. I think I've been really proud of our, our creative teams who uh, instantly pivoted from yeah. a live environment to being completely digital. And yeah. so our creative teams, our worship pastors, our production guys, uh, they're here almost... They're here 40, 50, 60 hours a week right now right. who are creating this kind of content to, to, to make it easy for families at home and so that people can be connected to one another and so that people can hear the message of Jesus. And so uh, if you're listening to this or watching this, I want to encourage you to like it, to share it, to comment on it, yes. uh, because as you do that, uh, it helps the algorithms of Facebook and Instagram and other things for other people to be able to experience that same content. And so, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And they're the, they're the behind the scenes guys and the talent that God has brought to that team to position us to do church online with excellence is, man, it's just something that I rejoice in and thank God for because our team uh, on the experience side is just outstanding. Second to none. I love them to death. Yeah. I love them too. Those guys are great. Yes. You know, uh, as I was thinking about, uh, this, you know, most people in our church don't know that we were planning coming out of Easter, a series on Daniel. It was going to be an amazing series. We already had the, the sermons written. We had songs chosen. We were going that direction. And in a moment, pastor felt the inspiration of the Holy spirit of like, you know what? We need to pivot right now. Mm -hmm. And I, I appreciate a pastor who is listening to God, uh, looking and discerning what is happening at the times in society and then making a, a move on that. And so I think one of the cool things is we pivoted in one weekend to all of a sudden go to Choose Joy. Um, and I, I think this this series has been really good because I think many people have this illusion that uh, that joy is a feeling. Right. And really, happiness is a feeling mm -hmm. and it's fleeting. But joy is a choice uh, for us to, we, we can choose to engage it. We can choose to, even in the midst of circumstances that are less than ideal, we don't have to let it rock our world. We can still choose joy. We can see like these amazing, beautiful moments that we've had with our families. Yes, man. We can, we can choose that even in the midst of, of difficulties and hardships. Um, I think it's been really good. What are some of your thoughts about what you've been learning? Uh, things maybe from the last couple of weeks of messages. Yeah, I think the biggest thing, um, for, for me, uh, that God's been teaching me through this time really kind of since we, we, found ourselves in this new normal is focusing in on his character and who he is. And so in the midst, especially in the early days when there was so much just like doom and gloom was, mm -hmm. was what we were looking at. And, um, it, it's just looked very, very dark ahead. Like it just, God just reoriented my mind and my heart to who he is uh, and to his promises. And so, um, as I've been just reading and studying, and I will, I will say this too, uh, my time with the Lord, I don't remember a sweeter time mm. than this time. And, and the other thing I've realized is that the pace that which I was running and our family was running was abnormal. And, um, I can relate to God that. has been just renewing all those things in me. Um, I, I I've, 
read and reread um, and actually written some message on in Colossians chapter one. And this is something that has helped me find a ton of comfort and peace in this time. Mm-hmm. And it, it, when Paul was writing, he says, for all things, which includes you and me, yeah. my family, were made by him and for him. That answers mm-hmm. two questions. Who am I and why am I here? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm Jesus's creation. Mm-hmm. I'm made by him very intentionally uh, with a lot of detail and a, and a, and a lot of care. Uh, so that's who I am. And why am I here? I'm, I'm here for him. And so what I get to do is bring him glory. And, uh, and that's just been something that's been resonating in me, um, that God has been restoring in me. And then in the Choose Joy, mm-hmm. uh, this series, uh, my, my, my boss, Mike, uh, he, he bought me this figurine. It's a Tigger figurine. And uh, around here, like I, people kind of laugh sometimes, but I'm bouncing around the office a lot. I, I, I like to... Uh, engage with people. I'm a seven and uh, I love being in a party. I love people. It's great. Um, but he gave, he gave me that figurine. And he said, Matt, you're your best when you're like Tigger. Hmm. And I've kept that in my office. And I mean, it's right there on my desk just to remember that, man, happiness is fleeting. Yep. It's circumstantial. Yep. Um, and, but man, like when, uh, when I'm my best, it's when I'm filled with joy. So good. And so uh, I'm remembering that even though I'm not in my office and it's not there before me every day, uh, I'm, I'm remembering that, man, circumstances change all the time. Yeah. Every day is uncertain, yeah. not just this COVID-19 yeah. day, but every day is uncertain. And um, walking just in, in the joy that we have in the Lord, that's, that's some things that he shared, he's been sharing and, and doing in me. So what about you, man? Yeah, you I'd know, love think, to hear your thoughts. I think for me, um, going through this, I want to say, like you just said, that it's been sweet and awesome and amazing. But I found in, in this season, there's been times where I felt in a funk. Yeah. There's been times in this where I felt like maybe in a little, a little depressed mm-hmm. or at times even like, man, I'm, I'm struggling to pick up the Bible. And what's interesting is I started actually, I believe that <clears throat> form uh, follows function. And so this idea of like, I just started picking up my word. I'm like, regardless if I feel it, yeah, I'm going to choose to engage it because I know it's good for me. It's like exercise. I hate to get up and exercise, but I know when I do, it's amazing how it starts to uh, change the way I feel about exercise. Mm-hmm. And so and I just started regret just, it. Yeah. I just started keeping the discipline of, okay, this is what I'm doing. So one of the things I started a few weeks ago was, um, or actually two weeks ago was, uh, I'm reading through Philippians every single day. Wow. Um, it's only four chapters. So it's, it's like 15 minutes of reading. But as I've done that, man, it's like God has just been dropping truth into my heart for this season, um, even outside of what Alex is teaching, which has been amazing. But it, but I've been, it's like God's reinvigorated and I've gotten to that place of sweetness, even though I didn't start in that place of sweetness. At first I was like, the sky's falling, yeah. you know, and, uh, and I'm an eight on the Enneagram. And so I'm like disaster preparedness and like trying to control the situation because that's where eights go when they're right. unhealthy. And, and uh, I, I was, um, I was looking for all the things I could control. Mm-hmm. And when I realized that I was out of control, it, it gave me the sense of like, this is difficult. Yeah. Okay. Also, when you layer on top of that, uh, that nine months ago, my father passed away. Um, and then in the last month, my wife's uh, dad and stepmom both passed away. Wow. And so when you layer that complexity on top of this season, it just felt dark. Yeah. And it felt hard. And honestly, if I, I, I don't grieve really well. Um, I, I tend not to, I tend 
be, to be pretty, uh, the same all the time. And so going through that season of grieving amidst the collective grieving we've had as a nation and as a world, mm-hmm. um, through this crisis, it was just hard. And I found myself in this, this, this valley and, uh, and, and I had to like recall these things to mind that yeah. the Lord is good and therefore I can have hope. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I, as I was listening to pastor Alex's message from this weekend, um, I, I love this one verse he camps out on. It's in Philippians one seven. He says this, for I want you to understand what really matters. Yeah, man. I think a lot of times we focus on things that don't really matter. Um, and so we start looking to, uh, our 401k and that matters. We start looking to our jobs and those things matter, but, but probably not as highly as we think we start looking at, uh, I have two kids who were in travel sports and all that came to a screeching halt. (laughs) Uh, but you know, I kind of felt that mayhem of lots of stuff to do at work. My wife and I were going different directions, like just trying to get all the kids stuff done. And and this has been like a nice, like recentering, like God, God broke that tape and said, Hey, I'm going to interject something in here about what really matters. And what I've really realized that matters is relationship with people, connection with others, my family and my faith community. Um, and, and that has been the sweetest thing to me. And, and then Paul goes on in this verse, he says in Philippians 1, 7, for I want you to understand what really matters. There's so many things we chase that, that don't really matter. But then he goes on to say, so that, and I think it's always important to pay attention to scripture whenever you hear so, so that, because it's a pivot, it's a pivot word. And it says that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. And so uh, I, when I think about that, I want to be a person who's um, not wasting my time. And I, I'm constantly talking to my kids about this. Like sometimes they'll be online and they're playing in Fortnite or they're doing other things. I'm like, you guys, are, are, <laughs> there's so much to life for you to learn and to enjoy and to know. And it's okay. Fortnite's okay. But if it's everything if you it's do. A, yeah. It's robbing the opportunity that you have to learn and to and to grow and to be who God's called you to be. And so yeah. I think in this season, uh, just that line of like, I want to focus on what really matters. And what are some of those things that you have found like in this that what are the things that you are letting go of and what are the things that you're laying hold of? And, and maybe even Matt in this, what are the things that you're going to, what new things are you going to put in place because of what you've learned in this season? Yeah, so that's that is exactly uh, what has stuck out to me is essential. My life was full of non-essentials. Like mm. it just, the, like the, and most of it came like right up in here mm. of things that I felt like I was essential to. Like I, I've always been the kind of guy that I don't want things to happen to me. I want to happen to things. Mm. You know, like that's like, I, I don't like being the one that things, you know, just happen to. Like go, go happen to things, go change things, go be a part of, things that are, that are going on, um, having to be still and having to, to not run and run and run and go crazy. Cause we were doing the same thing you were doing. Um, I, I say this when I first, uh, finally stopped running from God, which is a whole different story, uh, and finally surrendered my life to vocational ministry. Um, that my pastor, he said, Matt, just don't ever forget this. Don't sacrifice your family on the altar of ministry. Mm. And in some ways, I had, I had done that, uh, just totally being honest with you. In some ways, I had done it. Um, but really what I feel like God has shown me is that I had sacrificed my family on the altar of activities. Mm, that's good, man. And when I think about what I don't want to do again is 
focus on so much of the activity mm. that's not essential. Yeah. Um, and so community, yeah. family, um, appropriate pace of life, uh, those are the kinds of things. And, and honestly, when I think about, you know, as, as uh, our state opens back up and we, people are going back to work, like there's a part of me that's kind of anxious around how do I guard against falling right back into that busyness trap and that activity trap when uh, that's just going to be our, my natural kind of pool. And so for me, the things that I want to keep in place, um, I want to keep those rhythms of healthy family time, yeah. unhurried moments yeah. as a family. Um, we've been able to play games and watch movies and all those kinds of things that like, that's what really matters. Those are the things that kids are going to remember. Yeah. Like that's what I remember about my childhood. Mm-hmm. And I want to provide those same kinds of things. Cause when I was a kid, we didn't run like we run, right? Like we, yeah. I, we didn't. And, um, and so I want to keep those kinds of things, uh, do away with so much of what I, what I was talking about up here is that, um, man, I, everything doesn't hinge on me. Mm. It doesn't. And so many times I want to elevate my level of importance beyond what it actually is. Yeah. And, um, resting in that mm. is, is going to be what I want to continue to walk in. You know, I, w- I want to go back to something you said just a minute ago, because I think it's so good, um, is that busyness is the enemy of intimacy. Yeah. Busyness is the enemy of intimacy. And one of the things I've found, even in my own life, Matt, sometimes we're driving so fast in ministry and in life and in personal things with family and those things, um, that we might spend some time in praying with God, but it's more of us just like telling God's our needs, our requests, God, please protect us and these type of things. But really true intimacy is found in that stillness mm-hmm. of saying, okay, it's a two-way conversation. God, what do you want to say to me? And I think like it, it's sometimes it's like if we went, sat down at a, a dinner table with our spouse and we're like, I'm just talking to her the whole time. Mary and I, I'm just, <laughs> Mary, let me just talk to you. And I'm never giving her a chance to speak back. There's no intimacy actually forged. It's a one-way conversation. Right. And, I, and I loved what you said, just that slowing down, giving yourself space and bandwidth to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, to allow God. I love this verse in Zephaniah 3.17. It says that the Lord your God is mighty to save and that he'll quiet you in his love and he'll rejoice over you with singing. Man, and think about that. What would it be like to hear the song that God is singing over your life? Yeah, man. A song wow. that says you're loved, you're accepted, son, that you don't need to earn my approval or a favor. You already have it. Mm-hmm. And so how much different is it when we live life from a place of acceptance versus trying to live life for acceptance? Yeah. And uh, as you said, that, I just thought, man, I don't want to go back to the business the way it was. I want to leave a margin for intimacy to happen between me and God. And I think that that's something that's beautiful that has come out of this season. Yeah. yeah I think one of the things that is um, something about me is I'm an extroverted outdoorsman, which I love spending my time with people and I'm energized by like all the things that we do as a staff. Like I love all that stuff. Our community groups, like I'm energized by being with people. Um, but I'm as an outdoorsman, there's a longing in my soul to retreat, hmm. to get away into the wilderness. Yeah. And I've had a chance to kind of do that with a little more frequency, um, which I feel like is a lot healthier frequency, just to be honest, um, where 
there is that chance to be still. Sure. And while, while I'm fishing, man, I'm, I'm fishing. I'm not just out there like laying on a bank with a bobber, you know, just floating mm-hmm. in. I'm, I'm going after it. But, man, God just speaks to me in those times when I get to look at his creation and look at his creativity and his intentionality. Um, and so, yeah, that's, I, I'm with you, man. I, I, I long for the, that stillness. And for me, it's found so often, like Daniel and I were talking about before we started. Yeah. There's something about that for me, being in nature and even being able to be on a call or a Zoom call and walk in my neighborhood and hear the birds sing and look mm-hmm. at the gorgeous flowers and all those kinds of things. Man, it's just nourishing uh, to my soul That's in the midst good. of the busyness where when I'm in my office and it's for really well-painted and pretty walls and nice decorations, all that kind of stuff, it's just different for me to be able to engage in nature um, with the Lord, uh, during this time too. That's good. Hey, so we're going to just turn a quick corner real quick and we're going to do a segment I'm going to call get to know Matt. And so <laughs> we're going to answer a bunch of questions okay. in under 60 seconds. So I'm going to give you two options and you got to tell me the option that Matt would choose. Sound good. Sounds good. Okay. All right. So Matt, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. We're going to do this in three, two, one, coffee or tea, coffee, chunky or creamy, creamy, frozen custard or gelato. Custard. Fishing or watching a movie? Fishing. Team Iron Man or Team Captain America? Iron Man. <laughs> Netflix or Disney Plus? Netflix. Dark chocolate, milk chocolate? Dark chocolate, for sure. Car or pickup? Pickup. Sushi or pizza? Pizza. Target or Walmart? Walmart. Mountains <laughs> or beaches? Oh! Come on, Ma- man. Mountains. Uh, NFL or college football? College football. Good job. You did it, man. <laughs> well done. Way to go. Thanks for doing playing that segment. Yeah, man. With us. Hey, oh, the mountains are beaches. Oh, I know. How it's, do it, I answer that it's one? It's hard to answer that. <laughs> you know, I think one of the things that I've uh, loved in this last season is seeing how our church has uniquely stepped up um, and how we're actually being the hands and the feet of oh, Jesus. Oh man, yes. And I mean, every it's it's hard to tell how many stories have actually come in. Like for example, we have this thing called Care Portal, and uh, it's where needs are going up from our city who are who are putting needs in there, and also from our own community and from the, uh, those around in our area. And what's interesting to me, I heard a, a thing the other day that needs that are going up on there are staying up there less than twenty four hours. That's right. And it's clearing out almost every single day because people are being the hands and the feet of Jesus. Matt, you were telling me a story this last week of one of the ways that we were able to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Would you tell us that story yeah, a little bit? Yeah, man. It's so cool. So, um, you know, I, I just even go back to because of our infrastructure, we're able to forward phone calls to Britain. You know, we're unable to be here in our office. And, and who is Britain for those Britain, who don't know? Uh, is, I mean, she's fantastic, but she's our front desk uh, administrative assistant. Britain is so gifted. She's got this great gift for administration and, and task and all that kind of stuff, but she has a heart of ministry. Hmm. It's so cool. Uh, Britain does a fantastic job, but she does. we're routing calls to her cell phone. Hmm. Uh, we get a call uh, from a guy who has found himself in Tulsa. Uh, he's a single guy. Both of his parents have passed away and he's an only child. Hmm. So Jonathan has been really alone his entire life, but it's never, he's never felt alone. He found himself in Tulsa doing some sub- subcontractor work. When he arrived in Tulsa, he had a heart attack. Hmm. Had to go in and had to do two stints. With no family. No family. He's completely no alone in this city. Hmm. And so he reached out to Battle Creek Church. And because we could route calls to a cell phone, uh, Britain just happened to route that call to me. And I'm just, it's so, I'm so grateful that God orchestrated that. Um, I picked up the phone and, and talked to Jonathan and instantly was endeared to him, um, asking about his walk with the Lord. And he said, man, I have 
walked faithfully with God my entire life. I gave my life to Christ when I was 12 years old. Mm. Um, and, but I have never found myself in this position. I, I've, I can't believe I'm actually having to make this phone call and ask for help. So he'd found a, a place that he could stay in a really rough part of town. He'd been here for almost a month by the time he called and said, I, I've kind of ran out. I've ran to the end of my resources. Mm. And so um, I said, man, let me, let me see what we can do. I want to come up with, um, one, what is your need? And mm-hmm. then, two, I want to find out how to share your story in a way that's honoring. Yeah to you. And so through, through everything that he shared, he said, I could, I really would, I need some help with lodging and some, some basic stuff, some food and some clean clothes. Um, he said, do you think that that's possible? I said, I'll just tell you right now, we love you, Jonathan. Hmm. We're a church that loves you and tell me what you need. And I'm going to put that out there on care portal and let's, your needs are going to be met, Jonathan. I'm just telling you, uh, we love you. And he just broke down and started weeping on the phone. He just said, I can't believe that a group of strangers would actually love me enough to care about me. Mm. I'm not even from this city. So good. And so lodging, a a lady cut a check, paid for the whole thing. And he's here until May 1st. Mm. (laughs) The doctors are releasing him to go home and he can actually travel May 1st. And we got him into a new hotel. Yeah. So he was in a really rough part of town. He said, I I, I don't feel safe. One, because he's in a weakened state Mm -hmm. that if, like something were to happen, he, he he felt very unsafe. So we moved him to a better part of town that was um, in, a, in a much safer area. Um, you know, all his clothing needs have been met. Uh, eat, like cleaning has been suspended where he's at. And mm. so he's cleaning his own room. So we mm. got him cleaning supplies and fresh clothes, laundry detergent. And um, a, a, another one of our families uh, just delivered a ton of groceries to him just That's the other awesome. day. I love it. Uh, and, and I asked him, I said, Jonathan, what do you... I know what you, what you need, basic stuff, but what would you want? Mm. Like, you don't have to just eat canned soup. Like, what would you want? Yeah. Um, and he said, really? I said, yeah. Like, you want some Mountain Dew? He said, oh, that'd be great. You know, like, we got him some things that were, things that he made he him. Enjoy. Yeah, he'd enjoy. Yeah. And so. Um, I'm sure that made him feel oh seen. Oh, my gosh. Loved and valued. Yeah. And so he's just been, uh, one, so grateful for Battle Creek Church and this community, but to get to be front seat and see how the church has responded. Mm-hmm. It's been amazing. That's just incredible. I love that. Yeah. I love that. So, so proud cool. of my church. Yes. I'm so proud of my church. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, I am too. I mean, like to think that he, we put requests out there and within a day, the same day, someone said, I'll write a check for it. Yeah. Within 24 <laughs> hours, he had groceries. He had a new place. I know you personally went and picked him up yeah. at his motel <laughs> and drove him to this new place that we took him to. Yeah. We even negotiated a cheaper rate so he could stay longer. Yeah. And it's crazy. That's just the church being the hands and feet of Jesus. I love that so yeah, much. Man. So Matt, we've been in this series on Philippians and um, there's a lot we've been learning. What has God been teaching you about through Philippians? Yeah. Uh, I, I think the first thing that we go back to is um, when I look at prayer, uh, one, hearing my girls grow in their prayer life is mm-hmm. so amazing. But we start with those with thanksgiving. I mean, that's that's where we o- always start our prayers. That's God, cool. thank you. Because when we orient our minds to thanks, yeah, um, like that that changes the way that we pray. Yeah, and uh, and so for me, just watching that play out in our girls lives and in, in my own life just as as pastors walking us through you know we, we start with thanks 
when we look at joy and then we look at prayer, uh, how those two things have played in together in, in our family and watching that grow uh, in our family and seeing how that's affirmed, right, of just being mm-hmm. full of gratitude as we begin our petitioning to the Lord um, because it orients our minds to his goodness and his faithfulness, his yeah. loving kindness uh, to us. And so that when we, when we pray, um, man, it, and, and we do bring our needs to him, it's through the lens of, God, we, I'm, I'm declaring these things about who you are and what I'm grateful for yeah. in the person and work of Christ and in you and through the power of your Holy Spirit that you've enabled us to do your work. Um, and so those, that's really what has, has jumped out to, at me in the life of our family. So good. Yeah. What yeah. about you? For me, I, this morning, I was, I was actually spending some time in the Word, and uh, the part that stuck out to me was uh, in Philippians 1, 12, um, Paul says this. He says, but I want you to know, brethren, that the things that happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. Mm-hmm. So that, so remember, pay attention to that, that word, so that it has become evident to the whole palace guard and to all the rest that my chains are in Christ. And that most of the brethren of the Lord, uh, having become confident by my chains, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. And I I thought about this. So Paul says this, uh, that the things that happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. Mm -hmm. When I was shipwrecked, when I was bitten by a snake, when I was put in chains, when people, when it looked like I was at the end of my rope, God used that for the furtherance of the gospel. That's right, man. And man, when I read that this morning, I was like, man. How many of us look at the things in our lives as setbacks, things that, that people would have said, <laughs> well, that's God's judgment on you. Or when people might have said, um, when the enemy sent things to crush you or to take you down or to, to rob your joy, that that could serve for the furtherance of the gospel and that him being in chains, it wasn't about, uh, that, that you would think that people would be afraid to share the gospel. Right. That they would shrink back in fear. Hey, we could have got arrested or we, things could have happened to us that we don't want to be in Paul's spot. But because of what God had done in him, it gave people more boldness because That's of the right. way they saw the way Paul handled hardships. And man, when I, I read that this morning, I was like, man, God, whatever you call me through, no matter how difficult COVID-19 gets, mm-hmm. no matter how challenging and circumstances may get in my life, no matter the fact that my relatives just passed away and we're in a difficult season, but you know what? The things that we're going through, and the way that we handle it can serve for the furtherance of the gospel. And that might give people boldness when they go through things. Man, so we so think good, about Kurt. the fact of that verse that says that, that when we lose someone we love, we don't grieve as Christians like those who have no, no hope. hope. Because I know I'm going to see my dad again in heaven. I know I'm going to see Mary's dad again in heaven. I know I'm, we're going to see her stepmom in, in heaven. And, the, and, and so we don't have to grieve as those who have no hope. Mm-hmm. Because we know that, and it doesn't mean that we're not sad. It doesn't mean we don't miss them. It doesn't mean that it's not, there's not like an, a, a hole in our, our hearts about it. But the fact is the way that we go through grief and the way we go through circumstances, the way we go through things can serve to encourage others in their faith for the furtherance of the gospel. And so as I read that this morning, I was like, man, it just, it lit me up on the inside. That's so good. I think back to Jonathan. And so, you know, as he was sharing with me, uh, just one, I can't believe I found myself in this position. I've always been the one who would put myself yeah. on the back seat to help somebody else. He, he really was a joy guy. Jesus, others, yourself. Yeah. Um, and I said, you need to just receive the gift that's the body of Christ. Yeah. And uh, he's just said, man, I, I can't believe that I'm here, but I'm choosing joy uh, because, 
man, what else do I have? Yeah, that's good. And, uh, and so I'm so encouraged by that. And I said, here's what's going to happen. You're going to be better equipped mm. to serve someone in your future by going through this. Yeah. And I told him that. I said, Jonathan, you, you're going to be able to empathize and you're going to be able to minister better because God's going to put someone in your mm-hmm. path who needs you. Yep. When you get back home to Mississippi and you're going to be able to share the story of the goodness of God through yeah. a church that you never even heard of before, God's going to use it for the gospel. And, um, and so it's just cool that God's speaking that to you. And that's the same thing that I got to share yeah. with Jonathan is that as you're choosing joy and you're walking with joy through this, uh, through this season, God's going to use that yep. instead of you being down in the dumps, even though that gets hard and you're lonely because you're choosing it and you're walking in that because you know who God is and what his plan is for you long-term, um, that you're going to be able to then go and use this to minister the gospel well to somebody else that you couldn't have done had he not brought you through it. So good. And I love that you just talked about choosing joy. Of course, that's the title of our new sermon series, but what it, when you talked about Jonathan and him having to choose joy in the midst of his circumstances, it shows me that intentionality matters. Yes. And so you don't cruise your way into a better life. You don't cruise your way into a better family. You don't cruise your way into a better workplace without intentionality. You don't, you don't get a better body without working out. And, uh, obviously I've been eating a lot more, but, uh, <laughs> you, you don't, you don't, you don't easily just find yourself into a more fit state. Mm-hmm. Intentionality matters in every single area. And so when we choose joy in the midst of hardship, it's amazing with the fruit that it develops inside of us. Hey, we got to yeah. start wrapping up our time okay. here, but, uh, couple things I want to let people know is that we have tons of fresh content out. Our creative team is like, just like put the pedal to the metal (laughs) and like coming up with all kinds of new things. And so we have something for people every single day and tons of new content. So the, on Mondays we have the beyond battle Creek podcast on Tuesdays. We have the table, which is a a women's Bible study time that happens every Tuesday at 10 AM on Tuesday nights. We have a, a high school students and junior high students, uh, ministries going live. It's called Tuesday night live on Wednesdays. We have a thing called distance socialing where we connect with some of our, uh, volunteers over zoom and just find out like what God is doing in their lives and how they're going through this. Um, on Thursday night, we have kids night where, where you want to tune in with your kids and have them watch Yes. on Friday night. We're doing our top five thing with our young adults. It's amazing. On Saturday and Sunday, we got church online. And then on Sunday night, we have Better Together, which is a, a study that's happening on both Facebook and on YouTube uh, for community groups or those who do not yet have community groups. So if you don't have a community group yes. and you're listening to this or watching this, number one, we want to thank you for staying with us for so long. Yeah. But if you're not connected to a community group yet, I know it may be difficult to connect with people online who you don't know, but I want to encourage you get connected because you don't know what kind of friendships are going to come out of this. That's right. You don't know what kind of growth is going to come out of your life. And like I just said a few minutes ago, intentionality matters. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know of a guy who was in our church who, who, who realized this one time when he said, Hey, I had a couch to move in my house and I recognized I had nobody to call. Wow. And it was that thing that got him then engaged in a community group because he realized I need to do life with others. Yeah. And so uh, life is better together. It is man. So it's good. I love we, it. We want to thank you guys so much for listening yes, to the Beyond Battle Creek podcast. And uh, we look forward to connecting with you next Monday. Make sure you tune in for it. Have a great week. Yeah, thank you.
Hey guys, thanks so much for joining us on the Beyond Battle Creek podcast. It has been a delight, Matt, to be here with you and to to, to work through all this. And, you know, uh, we want to encourage people to follow us on both every single podcast platform. We're on it. So make sure that you guys subscribe to it. And then also follow us on Facebook and on Instagram. Remember to like and to share those things because that helps get out the message to other people. And so we want to thank you once again for following us. Matt, thanks for being here with me. And this has been an awesome time to get to know you. And we want to encourage you guys to have an amazing week.